0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to All Things College and Career. I am your host, Meg Gary.
1: And I am your host, Bobby Ryan.
0: Today we have a really special guest, Odette Periel, who is the vice president of patient care support services at Maine Medical Center. She has such an interesting story. She spent many, many years in the hospitality industry in hotel management, making it to the highest levels of director of residential services for the Ritz Carlton, and she transitioned into healthcare patient services. So. This is a really interesting podcast for anybody interested in making the transition from hotel, restaurant, institutional management over to the healthcare. And she gets into why it's such a good marriage between the two. But also for anybody interested in hotel management, this is definitely the podcast for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I was just amazed that you could come out of hotel management. You don't even think about the medical field, but Odette tells you all about how you can get into that. And speaking of which, she is hiring, or they are hiring, so anybody that is interested in this career, definitely reach out to Odette and all of those links will be in the show notes. Right. Particularly
0: and if you come from a hospitality background. Exactly. Yeah. If you come
1: from a hospitality background, that's even better. But she's considering a lot of different avenues. But that, yeah, in particular, that would be it. But yeah, so get ready for a great podcast with Odette
0: just want to take a second to ask everyone out there if you wouldn't mind taking just a couple of seconds of your time to subscribe to our podcast or leave a rating or review this really really helps our podcast to grow and we appreciate anyone that has taken the time to do that and
1: we definitely do anybody that's been listening or even if you're a first-time listener we're so glad you're here thank you for supporting us and welcome to the show all right enough of the intro let's get on to the podcast let's do it
0: Hello, Adette Periel. Welcome to All Things College and Career. We're so happy to have you on the podcast today.
2: Thank you. I'm super, super excited to be here. So thanks for the invitation.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. We're excited to have you. And where are we talking to you from today?
2: So today I'm in Portland, Maine at the Maine Medical Center.
1: And um, that's uh where are your office then? Huh? Yes, You're- I'm in the <laughs> office today. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Is this the end of your work day, or are you? How, where are you? So I'm, I'm hoping it's the end of my work day, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but
2: you know, you just never know. But yes, I, I I think this is definitely the last thing I'll be doing before uh-huh. I head out the door.
1: Okay, well, I hope so. I hope you get out without being held up. But anyway, <laughs> so Adette, we'd love to start our podcast by asking our guests three things that they love about their job or career. So could you please share with us three things that you love about being the vice president of patient care support services at Maine Medical Center? So for me, the first that I'm gonna say
2: is that uh, I get to work with the most amazing group of people. That's mm. one of the things that I love about it. Every day, it's um, it is definitely exciting to work with them. When I see them rise to the challenge and what they accomplish and how they work well together, it's always very exciting for me. So that's one of the things I love. Another thing that I love is my work allows me to impact people's lives in a more positive way. Yeah. And for that, I, I'm excited to get up and come into work every single day. Um, uh, when you have uh, the ability awesome. to be able to impact Others in a positive way. uh, There isn't anything else that's more rewarding for me. Um, Hmm. So that's also something that I enjoy. And I think the third thing that I'd put on there is I know that the work my team does impacts our patients in a significant way and allows them to get back to the quality of life that they need to live and they want to live. So I think those are all very meaningful things for me.
1: And it's such a nice thing to be able to say that when you get up and go to work every day, you're happy to go to work. Not everybody has that in their careers and their lives. So that is a that is a treat for sure. Agreed. I
0: definitely want to revisit and come back to talking about how your work impacts patients. Yes, but, for sure. But before that, I just want to share with our listeners, I have to be honest, I first heard Odette speak at the Maine Career Development Association. And I was yeah, so-
1: Hold that interesting because she called me right up after that and said, Bobby, we (laughs) got (laughs) to (laughs) have, I wanted to interrupt because I just wanted to say she called me right up afterwards, but go ahead.
0: No, that's so true. And (laughs) I was, I was really impressed by your presentation and really fascinated by it. So I thought it would be a great thing to share with our listeners who are researching potential careers. And I was just wondering if you could share with our listeners how you made the transition from hotel management to patient care support services. But I just want to circle back even just a little bit more before we get into that and ask if you could share how it all began for you. Like, where did you grow up and how did you go about selecting Johnson and Wales University as a place to get your education?
2: Oh, well, thanks for giving me this window into telling you a little bit about my past. So I grew up on an island in the Caribbean, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And I grew up on a dairy farm, way out in Jamaica, dairy farm. And, you know, for me growing up in Jamaica, the one thing that I wanted to do was to become a general manager of a hotel. Because right. we have, you know, we have all the resorts and, you know, that's where tourism is alive and well and, and thrives in the islands. So that was my passion. So I went to college. I, I went to University of Technology. And while I was there, I, I looked for what schools would be best to transfer to in the U.S. And I did a lot of research and I found uh, Johnson and Wales to be a really good school that combined both practical and theoretical experiences. And so I decided that's where I wanted to get my degree. I did a trip to Rhode Island and I fell in love with the campus and I was able to transfer from my college in Jamaica to Johnson & Wales. And it was one of the best experiences for me. So when I got to Johnson & Wales, um, one of the majors I was introduced to was hotel, restaurant and institutional management. And for me, I was only really focused on the hotel and restaurant portion. and I didn't understand what that institutional management really meant. No, and, right. um, <laughs> yeah. So I was just really all about, you know, I'm going to work in a hotel. Nobody can yeah, tell me anything right. else. What's this institutional,
1: institutional part? Yeah. part? But <laughs> yeah. I
2: went along and I did my degree. I graduated and I started working with Marriott. And one of the jobs um, sh- shortly into my career was with the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company and I got a job with them in Jamaica. I went back to Jamaica in Rose Hall. We opened that hotel and I spent 13 plus years with the Ritz-Carlton going to different places, opening hotels, doing different Positions and wow. had a really great and fun and exciting yeah. life in hospitality. I lived the dream. I did the things I wanted to do and I was able to have some really good career advancements as well. But while working with the Ritz Carlton, I had a mentor and he actually had made the leap from uh, hospitality into healthcare. And he would keep in touch with me and he kept telling me about, you know, probably looking into healthcare as an option and I said Mom, what are you talking about it's not the same it's not right. exciting and fun and you know am I going to get to wear my heels am I going to get to <laughs> you know have fun with you know talking right. planning people's vacations and doing all these things and right. he said oh but you're going to see it's a really really rewarding experience it's mm. it's a little bit different from pampering and the things we typically do in health in hospitality but you're also going to get some opportunities to do that as well and more in healthcare. And I'm so glad I actually listened to him and uh, followed his advice and did take an opportunity to interview with uh, New York Presbyterian Hospital uh, back in 2013, because that's where I was able to make that transition from hospitality into healthcare, where mm-hmm. I got a role as a director of support services at New York Presbyterian Hospital. So that was my first job in healthcare back in 2013. And let me tell you, I have not looked back since. I enjoy it so much. And, you know, gone are those fanciful days of, oh, I wouldn't be able to have fun and make dreams come true. Actually, I've been doing way more than that in this role and um, in this space of healthcare. So I've really been able to do all the great things I did in hospitality, plus other things and take it to a different level here in healthcare. So it's been exciting and fun for me. So uh, that's kind of what made my transition over into healthcare. And after New York Presbyterian, I worked with Hackensack University Medical Center. And then Mm -hmm. a year ago, I was recruited by Maine Medical Center to be their vice president of patient care support services here. So um,
1: wow. yes. That is a great career path and I love that direction. And it's a wonderful story for sure. I I mean nobody thinks about hospitals when you think of hotel management or that type of thing. You know, you don't consider that as an avenue. But could you share with us for our listeners that might be considering not the hospital end of it, but the hotel end of it, a little bit about what it's like to work in hotel management and services what it was like during that time in your life. Maybe share a few stories about where you started and how you worked your way up.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, so one of my first jobs in hotel management, I was working in like the front desk. I was a front desk agent. Mm-hmm. And I used to love that because that just gave me the opportunity to engage with all the guests coming in, check them in, hear their stories, where they're from um, and yeah. learn so much. And, you, you know, it's it's amazing the interaction you can have in the space of three minutes. You know, you're thinking of, you're taking their credit card, but you're talking to them and trying to make it go fast and you learn them. And then the other thing that I enjoyed was remembering people's names because it always freaked them out when they yes. would, after being checked in with Pat and you'd say, well, hi, Donna, how are you? How's what? the birthday going? Or, you know, and they'd be like, what, how do they know this? That means a <laughs> lot, sure. Yeah. So it, it, was, it was an art that we honed in hospitality. But that was one of my most fun jobs was being a front desk agent. I also learned at that point that I wanted more too. So I decided I wanted to go over to housekeeping. And I went into housekeeping, and I learned housekeeping. And then I said, Oh, well, why don't I go over to food and beverage? And I started serving, I worked in the restaurants, I did every possible job I could do. And then I decided that, you know, from here, I wanted to, I wanted more, I wanted to grow into leadership and i actually applied i think it was a smaller hotel uh that i applied for as a hotel assistant manager and mm-hmm. i got that position and it was just really great it was um it was more an extended stay it was an extended stay uh hotel and oh, nice. it was a great opportunity to learn every single thing. So I had to do from linen services, laundry, to I was the bellman, I was the front desk, I was the <laughs> valet, you, you right. name it, you, you did everything it. in a small, <laughs> be, uh, because when you had a team of 10 and someone didn't turn up, you didn't have a lot of bench strength to call on to bring somebody in. So as the assistant manager, you had to just go and do what you needed to do to take care of the guest. So um, it was a really good way to learn quickly and to understand about revenue per available room and different things that you needed to know to achieve success in the business. And I took that and um, I was lucky to be recruited back to Jamaica as the director of housekeeping for Wyndham Hotel um, mm-hmm. when I was around 24 years old and I... Wow. I went He's in still and a young it, woman doing I was still that. so young yeah. back then thinking, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and it that was one of my biggest leadership positions. It was my first big role as um, you know, a, a director of housekeeping. And I had a team of, I think it was 150 or so team members. It was a pretty huge hotel. We had over 400 rooms and it was a beach and golf resort. Really beautiful. But I was in charge of that uh, housekeeping team. And that was really my first entry into leadership role in the industry. And those team members taught me a lot. I thought I I had graduated. I had a degree. I knew everything. I was I, hadn't, <laughs> I, 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 I was just beginning. Yes. I had yes. no understanding of what it meant to be a leader. But trust me, in a short period of time, I learned pretty quickly mm. right, what sure. it meant to step up and be the leader that people need you to be in order to help them to be able to achieve what they needed to achieve. So it was, it was a good experience and I enjoyed it tremendously.
0: Well,
1: you certainly had a lot of experience going into that leadership role. I mean, you, you wore a a lot of hats and that probably helped you get the job right because you worked in so many different departments and did pretty much everything in in the smaller hotel before before exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you also learn that one of the things that you learn, too, is
2: that to have success, you have to have a good team around you, people who want to collaborate with you. You know, so this is where, you know, social capital really comes into play. And I learned that earlier that you have to have a good team not only the ones that you are on your team, your team that you're directly responsible for, but who can you reach out to when you need someone Mm. else to come and assist you who is in your social net capital network that you can call on? And you know, I, I say that because I had the opportunity to work in multiple places. One of the places I went to work was in St. Thomas in the US Virgin Islands. And I remember beautiful. arriving in St. Thomas, beautiful resort, and I get there um, to the island and I said, ooh this looks small. And I was like, well, how many hotels are here? And I think there were like three or four major hotels on the island. And, you know, my first thought was, I think I need to reach out to my colleagues. I was a front office manager for the Renaissance. That was the the job I'd taken on there. The first week I got there, I made sure I called all the front office managers at all the major hotels and I introduced myself and I suggested, you know what? I think we should just get together and meet each other because something tells me that we're going to need each other. Oh, you Um, are so
1: smart. That's a great idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And within a week, I said, you know what? Since it was my idea, I'll be the first to host everyone. Come on over. And it was a group of four of us. We got together. We had dinner at my hotel, had a good time. We got to know each other and there was only one it was so interesting because during that call around there was one of the three people that I actually knew and I didn't know I knew them until I, I introduced myself on the phone that young lady her name was Christine Allen and she and I went to college together can you believe that no way. and we yes, we were living, way. yes. and wow. I was like wow isn't this a coincidence so we all came That's together great. and and I, yeah. and and we started networking and it was because we we had that relationship and we decided that we were going to now do this on a monthly basis to support each other. And the other thing we, I thought about in that meeting we discussed was we knew that we would have probably the same people applying for positions with us all. So if, we, you know, we had some good talent that we wanted to share, you know, we'd reach out to each other to make sure that we would let each other know about the good talent and make sure we promoted that but I thought this was just going to be just something nice and fun. But within my first month, I got a call one Sunday morning at around four o'clock. My entire morning shift had called off.
1: Oh my gosh! Uh, I was like, the "What?
2: Are you, the entire morning shift?" So let me explain to you. Yeah, Sunday mornings checkout day. Everybody oh, yeah. comes in on Sundays, leave on Sundays. So you're l- right. looking at over 150 people checking out of the hotel. No oh. one at the front desk, everybody called off. The concierge called off. The telephone operators called off. The only people what? who hadn't called off at four o'clock yet was the bell men. And um, my operator calls me and she says, I'm so sorry, but I can't stay over either. I have to leave when my shift ends at seven. And I said, well, thank you for calling me. I got up. I made myself a breakfast. I'd never eaten that early in my life before. (laughs) And then I got ready. (laughs) I said, I think I'm going to need this. I got ready. I went to work and let me tell you, I waited until it was a reasonable hour. I saw that six o'clock came around and I called one of the three people that I had just had dinner with a couple of weeks before. One of the office managers. Yes. And the managers. And I said... Her name's Bernadette. I said, Bernadette, I think I'm going to need a favor from you. And she says, what's happening? I said, well, I don't have anyone working because everybody called off on me this morning. I said, I just need one person. Do you have one person who could at least answer the phone for me? I can run the front desk, but I do need one person to answer the phone. And she said, let me see what I can do. In half an hour, she was calling me back. She says, I have someone come in to you. Expect her by eight o'clock. I said, thank you so much. Uh, When this young lady came in, it was the two of us. I said to her, have you eaten? She said, no. And I said, well, I'm going to give you the best breakfast you can possibly have because we're not getting a break until the next shift uh, comes in. Yeah, And I got her that breakfast she ate. She went to the switchboard and I said, do you know how to operate it? I showed her, she got it. She was on the switchboard. I was at the front desk. The bellman did turn up. So thank God for that team no, they no. didn't bail on me yeah. and i ran that entire front desk four terminals back and forth with all the guests no one was delayed got everyone checked wow. out wow. did what wow. we had to do and then when the second shift all i kept saying to myself was please just make let it the, to the second, second shift come in because <laughs> I, I am committed and prepared to be in here until midnight but i yeah. would rather them come in yeah and sure yeah. enough um, They did turn up. And when they walked in, they said, Oh, my God, you did this by yourself. And I yeah. said, Yes. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I know this job. So if you ever want to not come into work, it is okay. But I will not let the guests suffer. We will always get it done. I would love to work with everyone and we'll accomplish great things together, but understand that no one holds us hostage or holds our guests hostage because we're in the service industry. So this isn't a personal thing, but we have to step up and do what we need to do to take care of our responsibilities and take care of our guests. And let me tell you, after that, I would have to send people home. They would never, ever call off. I'd say, no, you're not thinking. Do not come uh-huh. into work. Please stay home. It wow. was um. It was a. It was definitely a lesson and a right. test. Right. Right. And yeah. um, it was one that I. I, I think after um. I, I stood up to the test and it 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 made me stronger. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. But I do love the story of it that had you not developed that network right off the bat, you may not have had the help that you needed. That one person was instrumental for your success that day. I'm sure someone to answer the phone. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly, you um, social network—you have yeah. to have it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. and that's a
0: that's a great tip for listeners looking to break into this industry. And did you want to talk about your further progression or?
2: Oh well, absolutely. I can I can continue these conversations because you know I have got stories for days to come. Uh, so you know that was one instance where in in Saint Thomas I spent around three years or so in Saint Thomas, and I did the front office, which was I worked in a couple different Marriott hotels in the front office there. And then after leaving St. Thomas, I moved up to what we consider an assistant rooms exec position, which is definitely a promotion in the rooms division for hospitality. And I took a transfer and went to the uh, Ritz-Carlton in. Tyson's Corner, which was definitely in a big city. Imagine coming from a small island of St. Thomas to right. uh, just outside of D.C. at the Ritz-Carlton yeah. Tyson's big Corner transition. there. Yeah. Big transition. And mm. as the assistant rooms exec, I was the second in charge of the rooms and division. So I now had the directors who reported to me for the different departments uh, from front office to housekeeping to, um, you know, bell services, the spa I worked with all those other departments now and this now was at a different level because you know as you advance in your career what you find is that you know you move from being responsible for the team on the front line Mm
0: -hmm. to then
2: supervising those who are supervising the teams on Mm -hmm. the front line that brings in a different dynamics to it and and then moving up into the other executive level positions where now you're being more strategic and looking at the overall uh, organization's growth and success and not thinking more in terms of a division if just one department and focus solely right. on on your own area. So my focus had to change. And I, I was also happy that I was given the opportunity to continue to learn and to grow within Red Scarleton. So I took on multiple roles. But one of the things I have to say as I grew along with my career was I definitely seek the opportunities to learn every department I could, because Mm. one of the things I, I thought was really key is having a good understanding of all the departments that I would be one day responsible for, I thought would be very valuable of to me. Course, yeah. So I made sure while I was at that middle management level, I worked in the spa, I became a spa director. I was front office manager. I did director of housekeeping. You know, I, I did multiple departments um, and had that opportunity to lead those departments. So when I finally got promoted into the rooms exec position where I'm in charge of the entire rooms division, I had a much broader scope of all the departments and all the areas and 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 knew what was needed to be able to be successful in that role. so I was able to have growth and advance quickly through the organization, but I also did do my due diligence of making sure that I learned along with it as well. I, I wasn't just trying to climb really fast, but I was no, also right. trying to learn as
1: well as climb well, right, and that just builds respect from your yes. coworkers too because. Because, mm. you know, when you've been in the trenches and all the different departments, and then when you do get that promotion, they're not mm-hmm. as res- resentful. And it's more of a coming from a position of respect. I think. Right.
0: Learning the business from the ground up. It's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. And
2: also, I worked with the Ritz-Carlton for over 13 years. And during that time, you know, a lot of my friends who we were colleagues, at some point, I also became their supervisor to their leader. So again, it's the relationships you build with others, because if you don't have a good relationship and if people don't respect you or they can't uh, look up to you in terms of having you be that person who could lead them, then it makes it difficult as well for you. It's not that it's impossible. It just it can make your job a little bit harder. So it was good for me to be able to understand these dynamics and know that this was something that I also had to work on is my relationships with my colleagues, with my coworkers because understanding that I knew I wanted to grow into um, more leadership roles and eventually one day I would probably one day be a leader for them too so I, I needed to make sure that as I advanced I was respectful to everyone throughout the process of how I conducted myself.
1: So well, important. That, and that makes a lot of sense and now I know you got your master's somewhere in there did did you do that while you were working at the Ritz-Carlton or? Yes yeah, so while I was in St. Thomas
2: on the island there, I said, you know what, I should do something more than just uh, enjoy the beach when I'm not working. So uh, I decided I Enjoying the beaches. It, it was it was good, but I, I said, you know, like I should I, I know, should do right. something else. So I, I decided to go that then my best option was to go online. And back in those days, University of Phoenix was just really um it was coming off the ground, it was popular and easy to access. And you right. know, I took advantage of going online and doing my program, my master's program through them, and you know, I have to. Say it was wonderful to have that opportunity because before, like it would have been hard to do that living on an island such as St. Thomas. Because there's only luckily in St. Thomas, there's a university there, but trying to do class and work full time and trying to it becomes a little hard. So I was glad when um, the introduction of online learning came about and made it easier for us to get our degrees and to continue to work full time while trying to do that. So that's how I got my master's degree done, um, was while I was there in St. Thomas doing it online. Yeah, and now a lot of people are getting their degrees
1: Absolutely. that way. So no, it's, no, it's, yeah. no, it's the yeah. thing to
2: do it. No, it's, a, it's just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're not doing it online, especially now in the days of COVID, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's online learning, even preschoolers, they're doing online yes unfortunately it's it's, yeah yeah it's how far we have come
1: i know right well we're lucky it's an option with what all that's going on at least yes
0: And now a message from Meg. Thank you, Bobby. I just wanted to quickly break in here to share. I am now an FCD instructor. So if you would like to become a certified career counselor through the NCDA, I can now make that happen for you. I also offer career coaching and academic advising. To learn more about any of these services, please visit my website, Academic and Career Advising Services. I will include that link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. So something I want to uh wondering if you could share with our listeners that I found so fascinating about your discussion with us is that why would a hospital want somebody in hospitality?
2: There you go. That is a good question. So when I talk to you guys, I introduced the concept for you of explaining that. CMS, Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, is the largest insurer in the U.S. And, you know, one of the things that they've had to do over the years is try to cut back the cost for Medicaid and Medicare services. So in doing that, out of this came what's known as the Affordable Care Act. And the Affordable yep. Care Act, which now asks them, instead of just Every time a patient goes to a hospital, the hospital can just ask for reimbursement. They're now having hospitals be held accountable for the work that they're doing to take care of the patients. So now the patients have more say in their care. So um, CMS introduced what's called the HCAP survey, and the HCAP survey gives patients' ability who are on Medicaid and Medicare services ability to rate their experiences in healthcare. So now, percentage of the reimbursement for that patient's visit will be based on how they rate their hospital experience, and um, there are nine domains that are a part of this uh, survey that hospitals are now being held to. So there's a certain percentage, it's around 30% of the reimbursement uh, for a Medicaid-Medicare patient that's linked to their HCAP scores. Other 70% is based on clinical outcomes. So if you're imagining that you're hoping to get back that reimbursement from CMS for the amounts of money you spent on that patient's care, then you're going to want to do everything you possibly can to make sure that you're hitting the mark. So now the measures of how you're rating are now linked in um, alignment with how ratings are done for hospitality experiences. So everybody's used to the star rating. Do you have a three star hotel, a four star hotel, right. five star? So they've now aligned their ratings of how they rate hospitals based on the HCAP scores on star ratings. So everyone knows that five star is anonymous with well done.
1: Yeah. Excellence. Really yeah, yes.
2: Excellent. Right. And therefore that's that's. That's where you're aiming for. So, based on your rating of your hospital stay, that is how much um, that hospital will get. Back in their reimbursement, so hospitals have started. Um, they started from when I came into the business to recruit heavily from uh, from hospitality because that's one of the hallmarks of hospitality is making sure that your guest your 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 customers are satisfied. So that's the basis upon which hospitality was formed. So that's something that healthcare has been trying to catch up on because the focus had been heavily based on the medical portion of what was done in healthcare to get the patient well, now that they're focusing on the other services, what we call the hotel services in healthcare, um, because we know that when people feel comfortable and they feel more welcome and are at ease, they, they will relax and they will heal and they will get better faster. So all of those things have been impacted into the survey to help them. So that's kind of where this whole focus has been on trying to drive more hospitality in healthcare.
1: Yeah, and what better place to get someone that's great at hospitality than from someone that's worked in the, a hotel. Yeah, the Ritz Carlton? Yeah. Ritz- <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Right so, that's so interesting. I just It is really interesting.
1: So yes. you're saying the patients fill out a survey like when they're ending their stay is that how that works? And after they have been
2: discharged. So okay. after a patient's discharged from a hospital they will get a survey that's sent to them and they will be asked to complete the the survey to help them, you know like just to give some feedback on their experiences. And again This HCAP survey only goes to those who are on Medicaid and Medicare services. So if you're on a private insurance, you wouldn't get this particular survey. And before CMS actually implemented the HCAP survey, there wasn't any way for us to be able to rate hospitals across one continuum and use one standard to say how are they performing. So when this HCAP survey was introduced, it really was a game changer in healthcare because for all the 4,000 plus hospitals across the US, there was no other way to rate the services being provided from one hospital to the next. Now you can go on compare.com and you can look for different ratings for the hospitals. And you can see if your hospital in your neighborhood is is rated at three star a four star and you can see on what basis you know, and again the domains are very clear in terms of what they're asking for so it definitely has changed the perspective a lot and especially in today's world where you know we live by technology our, our phones are attached to us so you know everybody has access whether it's the Yelp whether it's the Facebook whether it's the Instagram you can mm-hmm. go on and you can share your experiences now very quickly Yes. with people yeah. out there. So this is just another way to give the customer, which a patient is a customer, the ability to be involved in and be a part of that experience. Because when you're healthy and you're in good health and you're going to a hotel, that's been done for you already. And you're yeah. not vulnerable. You're not, you're not in need of help. You can take care right. of yourself. So why why shouldn't you have that when you're at your most vulnerable And when Mm. you need the most care. So um, you know, I think these are great tools that exist out there, and and it's now requiring hospitals to really realize that you know there is a service aspect, and you know what we do have choices as customers, as consumers, as to where we go to get our care. For
1: our care, yes. And so, what type of things do you implement into Maine Medical Center to to improve? Yeah, to improve the customer or the patient stay. Or the
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, one of the things that we just recently
2: introduced was um, we did a special in dinner for all our wonderful parents uh, who have had the pleasure of having a birth in our mother baby uh, area for our hospital. Um and yes, it's, it's a wonderful thing where they get to choose which evening they'd like to have that uh, dinner in. And mm-hmm. we make it really fun for the family and they can enjoy that special moment to just have that moment to celebrate. So I think that that has been a well received addition that we've added recently this year to the. The offerings that we continue yeah. to offer our patients um, here at the hospital. So we continue to look at different ways to improve the service level. Uh, we also know that it's it's in those moments w- what we focus on making sure that we do is we hire friendly and we train on the technical aspect. So you know, for example, in environmental services, our team members are one of the few people going into the room that really has nothing to do with the patient's clinical aspect, but also is somebody that the patient can relate to and just have an interaction with because if you think about it especially in the last couple months when you didn't get many visitors in a hospital you really need somebody who you can just a friendly face you know that that makes such a difference and somebody who is warm and welcoming and just really there to say good morning and check in just to say you know hello miss smith how are you doing um you know did you rest well last night? Night and and just be able to, to engage and interact with them and and our team members they take such good care and pride in taking care of our patients and they work really well with the nurses on the floors to just really make sure that they're looking out for every single patient because it takes a whole community it takes all departments pulling together to take care of every patient in here it's not something that's just one-sided it's not on only on the clinical side it's every team member you know You know, that's where um, patient experience happens across the continuum of care. So we all work together to really make sure that we're pulling in the same direction to do that.
0: A team effort. (laughs) A team effort,
1: yes. So do you do training with people in the hospital? Like maybe bring them in and say, these are the types of things we're hoping to do to help our patients have a better experience here?
2: so we we are constantly training our team members in all the departments on a consistent basis because it 's not one and done; it right. is an ongoing thing, so we 're training them um, all the time and just reminding them why we 're here. It, the biggest thing is connecting them to our mission and our vision, so we mm-hmm. always start our meetings, we have our huddles, we start our meetings off we 're talking about our organization, what's our mission, our vision, our values, and reminding ourselves as to why we're here, what's the purpose, to take care of our patients, to help them have a better quality of life. For us, you know, we, we want to have the healthiest communities in America, and it's really important for us as um, Maine Medical Center to make sure, and Maine Health, to live through that and to make sure that all our team members understand that's who we are and everything we do is a part of that because our patients, they experience our hospital, main health, main medical center. They experience that through all our team members. So it's important that they are living our values and bringing it to life every day. So it's it's an integral part of what we do. So when we do daily huddles before they go off to their units where they're working, our monthly meetings, we're doing that in there. We do trainings throughout the year. We seize every opportunity, whether I'm doing a town hall, all of those, we're doing subtle trainings throughout it, and we're letting them know how they're doing in terms of meeting the patient experience and where we are on that path or our, our, in terms of our goals and our accomplishments, where we're going and how we're doing. So we, we constantly update them and we constantly give them that information. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Did you mention that you were trying to achieve more single rooms for patients at Maine? At-
2: that is the goal that there we are doing some more um we're, we have construction going. If you ever drive up uh, Congress street, you will see yes, <laughs> there's always have- a change in face the Maine medical center, but we just completed two floors on what's called our Cologne family Tower. And those are all single rooms and they're beautiful. That was just open in December of last year. So we're excited about that. And we know that we'll continue to do work to get to single patient rooms because we know that shared rooms are a thing of the past and patients are now asking for private rooms more and more and we want to get to that but it's going to take a while to work towards that but sure. a lot of work has been done already and um, we know that we're going to have more done we know that we're building another tower as well the congress street tower we just toured on the um, parking garage and there's going to be some a lot of work over the next three years on building that so it's exciting times and we're looking yeah. forward to having more of those single
1: occupancy rooms when and we get done with all the work that we're doing. Well, it's exciting. It sounds exciting for you that you're working at a hospital that wants to be progressive and move forward. So you're, you're not fighting an uphill battle. It sounds like your probably philosophies are pretty aligned and that's going to be more helpful.
2: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I tell, you know, like I tell people like one of the most important things you can do is to try to find an organization to work for that has values that are aligned with yours. Right. Because if those are aligned, then you know what? It's going to be a pleasure to work there. But if your values aren't aligned, it's going to be a struggle on it every single day basis to just get up and go to work. So, I've always been very very very, I would say thoughtful about that and I I try to be as deliberate as possible to make sure that you know when choosing organizations to work with that I look for their value system and I look at their culture and I want to see that it's actually alive and well and not just something on a wall so that's really a key part for me as well.
0: That's yeah, a that's a tip. great tip. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yeah, and
1: that's, that's true for any industry or any job out there. Absolutely,
0: for sure. absolutely. Yes. Just one other thing I wanted to ask you before we should probably move on to the rapid fire here. But just uh, I wanted to ask you, you had shared some amazing uh, other hospitals are doing throughout the country. Could you just touch on that a little bit for our listeners? I think it's so interesting. Like to what level or to what degree are some hospitals taking this patient experience seriously?
2: Yes, we did talk about some fun things that were being done out there. One of the hospitals I I think I'd shared with you, the Henry Ford hospital they have done some phenomenal things like it, you enter their lobby and you feel like you have gone into a ultra luxurious area in their restaurant their people actually come there for lunch. You know, like you you never usually hear anyone say, I want to go to a hospital to have a meal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. right. right. you know, like the Henry Ford Hospital, they're going there for that. They've done some really good things there with just uh, reimagining the space there. I know at New York Presbyterian Hospital, their amenity unit, which is really well done and very nice. And, you know, like there are hospitals, many hospitals out there that have Actually added different things in like amenity suites, um, in different areas and, and given patients the ability, if they want to have that level of service, to be able to get an extra level of service. But I think overall, what I've seen a great push in is just the overall experience. So, you know, small touches that make the patients know that extra attention is being paid to their care. So you'll see that just in bathrooms, you'll see that there is that final touch to that says, you know, this bathroom has been specially prepared for you. So you'll have a Band over the toilet, you'll have the toilet paper tipped, you'll see that Mm. linens have been upgraded. In the rooms, the blankets being used. Not every hospital goes to the point of doing fretted linen, but in some areas, I know that they are doing to that extent. But they've definitely upgraded the linen, the linen quality, and and they've done small touches. So you'll come in and you'll have, you know, a welcome card there, and you know, the EVS person, the housekeeping person, environmental services person will leave you a note to say while you were at your treatment we cleaned your room for you. If you need anything, please dial this number. Please let us know. So little things that just shows people that, you know, attention's being made. We care. Those small touches are definitely being done. We've done a lot of different things in terms of adding to the dining experience, creating that, you know, instead of making it seem the traditional hospital type experience where you get now it's introduced to having room service. So room service is now very popular amongst yeah. a lot of hospitals. So you can call down for your meal when you want it. What a concept. Yeah. You know, I it's not that. just brought to you and you just take it or you don't take it when you get it. And you know, it's it's cold when you're about to eat it. But now your meal's brought to you at the temperature that you need it to be, and you get choices, you have options. Of course, there is some guidance around there because. we are in a hospital setting, there are dietary restrictions that need to be met, but those have been implemented. But also, there are a lot of hospitals that have also implemented concierge services so that even though you're in the hospital, you can get certain amenities and you can have the access of having a concierge to be able to help you plan certain things. So that's available. The last hospital I worked at, Hackensack, we had a spa there. Hackensack had a spa, a full-service spa. So if you wanted to get your hair done a little bit, you wanted to have a pedicure or manicure, that could be arranged. So there are so many service levels that have been enhanced over the years that have Mm -hmm. just taken it from what used to be the old traditional hospital experience and really brought it into, you know, I understand that I'm sick and I'm Getting better, but I can also get better with a better quality of um, existence. You know, amenities doesn't mean that I won't get better faster. It's also good. So bring on some amenities, give me a little bit more and make me more comfortable because I want it to be something more like I'm used to getting at home. So that's what people
1: are looking for that comfort, that sense of well being. Absolutely. And my gosh, I mean, really these hospitals and it's kind of merging into what a hotel is like with concierge. Right. Uh, and oh, then, <laughs> you know, when you walk into the lobby, there's the restaurant, there's a bar, you know, that type of thing. It sounds like it's yes. heading in that direction. and Right. And that's yes. the hotel yeah.
2: services in the mm-hmm. healthcare space now.
1: Yep, it totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Well, and that's hence why I'm here. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you are. I, <laughs> Especially I, yes. at Maine Med, because that's uh, someplace that either of us can end up because that's, that's nearby. That's true. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have
2: to say, I do want to say, though, that, you know, um, I really do encourage anyone who is looking for opportunities to transition their career. So, you know, studying hospitality is really great. But there is a really vibrant full career ahead in healthcare services as well for those studying hospitality. And, you know, I, I think I'd shared this with you guys when I did that meeting with you is. There are some great benefits in healthcare. There's a little bit better balance, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, because you get to at least be able to enjoy weekends off in some cases, maybe every other weekends based on where you're working and what your role is. But in hospitality, you know, like the weekends are always the busiest. You're always on call. Holidays, you always have to work. You know, it's a little bit different in healthcare, but there's also a lot of. Opportunity for career growth as well in hospitality as well as in healthcare. So you know, like there are definitely a lot of options to be had and a lot of venues. And there are similar positions. As I said, there is um, customer service positions that are very similar. There is food and nutrition services positions that are similar in healthcare and hospitality. We have chefs in the healthcare space, just like we have in in hospitality. You know, linen services, linen and laundry, um, you know, housekeeping, environmental services. You have uh, the bellmen who are similar to what we would call patient transport. So there are a lot of positions that are similar. Engineering, facilities, you name it, the jobs, accounting. There are so many different types of jobs in the healthcare space that, you know, I, I really encourage those looking for careers to be open to healthcare in many, many aspects, not just hospitality, but just in a multiple divisions and different disciplines. Yes
1: right that's a great advice because not everybody thinks of it that way so right it's a good tip to pass on yes all right well uh, hey i think we're at the point of our podcast yeah that was- <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're going to have the rapid fire questions that, and not too tricky they're just for fun and never rapid i don't we Meg and I still don't know why we call it rapid fire <laughs> but we do <laughs> we do <laughs> so all right are you ready yes okay can you play a musical instrument no <laughs> <laughs> that's quite all right trust me Meg and i both played the clarinet when we were kids yeah <laughs> i have tried to play the recorder it did not go yeah. so well
0: yeah. yeah that's a tricky one uh,
1: yes. i mean i mean i'd love to be able to play piano or guitar but you yes know, it's i clarinet. would too. <laughs> mm. okay yes. what is something you could not give up I don't think I could give up a uh, workout,
2: you know, like exercising, mm. doing something active. I couldn't give right. it up. Yes. Right. Mm. Right.
1: Probably gives you peace of mind and it keeps does. the stress down and yes. makes you feel good. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that one. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you have a favorite thing to wear and what is it? <laughs> oh, so, a
2: favorite thing to wear. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, if I have to go with something, I'm going to just say I probably end up wearing darker clothes a lot. But mm-hmm. I, I just think something simple that I can never go wrong in is a black outfit. You know, like, I don't know why, but it, yeah. you know, like, black. it always, it just, it always never, works. It always works. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, I, I can never be too dressy or too underdressed. Or it's just always perfect. And yeah. I, um, no matter work, casual, casual. Anything, yeah, I turn yep. up in black and I'm perfect. I'm ready for it. Yeah, it's and it's swimming. swimming who, who doesn't like something that's flattering?
1: Like you yes, you got it. Yeah. That's why I like wearing black. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> all right. You may already have it, but if not, what is your dream job? I think I'm living it right no, now. No. <laughs> well, honestly, Adet, that, that is just amazing to be able to totally. say that. Totally. Yes. Congratulations on that one. Thank you. Okay, what do you like on your pizza? Ooh. I don't know if this would cons- be
2: classified as pizza, but I'm just a girl who will just take some arugula and, um, you know, like balsamic on the crust. Yeah, I, that's yeah. not. That's a flatbread. That's not a pizza. That's a flatbread. That's all
1: right. That's your pizza. That's yes. my pizza. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Honestly, yeah, it that, actually I, sounds yes.
0: really delicious. Yeah. yeah,
1: especially right about now because I'm really hungry. Yeah, I mean, right about now. You're making me really hungry now. I'm thinking, oh uh, no, anything with balsamic just stop right there. So, okay, mm. um, teenage heartthrob. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know if this would be considered teenage
2: heartthrob. But I'm gonna fast forward to saying, like, I think Remington Steel is the. Sure. Uh, oh my gosh, I grew up <laughs> on Remington course. Steel, yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna that. hold on to Remington Steel, Pierce yeah. Rosman. There, <laughs> do
1: not blame you. I mean, he's he's a definitely classic, good-looking guy for sure. Okay, yes. if you had to sing karaoke, <laughs> what what song would you pick? Oh.
2: Let me see. I don't that's know what a, I'd pick either. I don't know so what
1: don't I would bad. pick. I'd have to what go through that book next? and see. I'd oh. sing uh, maybe like, what's a, what's a song in Greece with Olivia Newton-John? and Oh, uh, yeah. Like, the
0: Shape Up? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one I'm going to have to think about. <laughs> All right. We can skip yeah. that one. Okay. What is a talent you wish you had? Oh, you know, I
2: really wish I could play an instrument.
1: Yeah, going mm. back and, to that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I really wish I could. Or I, you know, even if it weren't an instrument, I wish I could sing. I had the voice mm. to sing, um, but right. yes, an instrument really is what I would love to be
1: able to just play. I know, yeah. Without having to spend the ten thousand hours it takes. Yes, remote. without <laughs> right. Couldn't I be it a,
2: like a, one yeah. of those genius, a, a prodigy, yeah, savant, yes. yeah, right. yes. <laughs> Mozart? What's Right? Can I, I just be
1: Mozart? <laughs> Yes. I, I just so want that to get you and- too much least, yeah i don't think it is <laughs> i don't either I'm oh, hearing you. okay um best vacation Ooh, anything that
2: has um mountains beaches and warm weather
0: mm, Yeah, that, that sounds-, sounds good
1: to me yeah <laughs> i'll go with you where, where, yes. where we yeah. go? I'm, I'm ready <laughs> packed and ready, ready to go To many, ready if we could just Travel right Travel now. Travel right, right now. Yeah. now yes. yeah, I know. Okay.
2: Do you prefer a paper book or an ebook? I'm all about the paper book. I want to turn those pages. Yep. I need to be able to close the book when I'm done and say, oh, yep. good read. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still like, I have paper books still because, like, when I go to the beach, I definitely want that. And you can't always see a screen in the sunlight, you know, so, right? right? Yeah. In the sand. But um, also, I find that I never know who wrote it because you don't see the cover every day. I'm mm. always like, who wrote this again?
0: <laughs> <I know>. Yes.
1: <laughs> but with a, with a book book, you book. see that mm-hmm. uh, title page every day. All right. Well, hey, you made it through the rapid fire questions. That wasn't too hard at all. That
2: wasn't. I, I was, I'm here ready for, to answer more I questions. Know, yeah. <laughs> well, come
0: on. <laughs> you are ready you and willing. It. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Jet, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your amazing knowledge about hospitality and now patient care services. So I, I know you have a lot of listeners out there and thanks again for sharing everything you know
2: oh thank you both i really enjoyed this and i can't say enough thanks to you for giving me this platform i immensely grateful and i, I really enjoyed my evening so thanks to both of you ladies for allowing me this opportunity megan bobby can't thank you enough
1: oh thanks Adap. we really appreciate coming on and i do have a friend daughter, that is a recent friend graduate from this industry so i um mm-hmm. definitely will should be sharing this podcast with her
0: oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. And i'm
1: sure thank she you. won't be alone in getting help from this but thanks for joining us and have a
2: great rest of your evening thank you so much ladies have a wonderful evening
0: Thank you so much, Odette, for coming on and sharing your vast and amazing knowledge of hotel management and patient care services. And I think Maine Medical Center is so lucky to have you.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. It makes you think, gosh, if I have to go to Maine Medical for anything, then you know you're going to get good service.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So yeah. I know this is going to be a very helpful podcast for anybody considering hotel management, institutional management, restaurant management, or patient care services transitioning to healthcare.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate you being on the podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on Odette and have a great day, everyone. Have a great day. And this has been an academic and career advising services production.